Hello, and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem, and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Stevie. And I'm Sam. And the score currently stands at 15.14 to Pokemon, and this time we are watching episode 30, Almost Home Free, and Sparks Fly for Magnemite. Administration. First on Twitter, I warned Digital Moncast that we spoke about Wolfmen in the administration, and Jules from the Digital Moncast was just happy to have the power to make us talk about Wolfmen. But they, they've not listened yet, so we don't know if we did good or did bad yet. I think I did bad, because I, I said I don't care for, for wolves or Wolfmen. One of us did bad, because we had opposing opinions of Wolfmen. Yeah, I did a bad, but it wasn't a bad, it was a good. I think you did a bad. I think a lot of people think I did a bad. Yes, the next person, that's Connor with a no, says that they will fight you about your bad opinions of Wolfmen. <laughs> I'm allowed opinions. They are bad opinions. They're not. I just don't see the appeal of werewolves. Werewolves are great. They're really cool. You turn into a wolf one day a month, or one night a month. It's not even like 24 hours. And it's such a big deal for them. It's their entire life. I'm like, no, there are people who have more important issues that last more than one night a month. When I was little high school child, me, I used to imagine like writing books about werewolves and things. Just like actually imagining what daily life would be. That would be interesting, I would think. My favourite kind of werewolf is a person who doesn't know they're a werewolf and once a month they just pass out and they wake up after a night of just insanity and they don't know what's happened. So you're seeing Wallace and the Curse of the Were-Rabbit? Yes, basically. My favourite werewolf is Wallace from Wallace and the Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Wallace and Gromit, even. Wallace and Gromit are amazing. But moving on from Wolfmen, because... We're not a Wolfmen podcast, and we don't want to be. <laughs> Mayfisher Guest at Ancient Irisman says, You guys should start adding what the outro song is to the show notes. This is your thing. So yeah, that sounds like a good idea, and I'm going to do it um, from now on, like in the last episode, and from now on with all the future episodes. I'm going to put under the episode description, I'm going to put what the outro song is, because a lot of them people will know. There's things from like adventure and stuff, but there are some more obscure ones that people might not necessarily know but as i've said before i like to showcase all of the awesome songs that digimon has because there are a lot and they're quite good i was under the impression you were using pokemon songs in equal measure no have you been biased with your outro music sam yes i'm literally using digimon at the moment use some pokemon as well next season we're gonna have a a, a digimon opening and then we can use pokemon outros because i'm running out of digimon songs that i have Hopefully all the Pokemon people will forgive you. It's fine. The Pokemon people can listen to this, the music and be like, oh, this is quite good. What's this? They find out what it is. So unfortunately, I've got to go back to, you know, 20 something episodes, listen to the music and write down what it is, which for most of it will be okay. But there's going to be a good 20 songs that I have no idea what they are or where they come from. Or I'll know what they're from, but I don't know what they're called. So I've got to go through my list and find the song. I'd like it if you said what the intro is as well. Oh, I, I've always assumed people would know. Like the intro is from Pokemon Origins, and it's really cool, and I love it. But if we're saying what the outro is, we might as well, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. On every episode, say what the intro is, even though it's the same intro. The intro music is blah blah blah, and then just copy and paste it. Not in every single one. Yes, in every single one. I'm not doing it every single episode.
Fine, just do it in the first one and I'll copy paste it in them all, if you're that lazy. I'm not lazy! Then do it in all of them. Oh, this is emotional blackmail. You're like, do it, otherwise you're lazy. And I'm like, no. Yep, so I've got about four hours worth of work of going through all of the songs I've put up and putting them in the show notes, which I will do. I think there's only one song that isn't a Digimon song that I've used. Hello, darkness, my old friend. That's the one. From your salty episode. Probably one of the most memorable episodes so far. Which episode's that? Bye Bye Bitterfree. I was joking, it was a joke. Our most memorable episode is still incredibly forgettable. Is that the joke? Self-deprecating humour. Actually, what is your favourite episode? I know which one mine is, and if you don't say it, I'll be kind of offended. Is yours... Who's worse, Ash or AJ? No. Oh, I have no idea then. <laughs> Mine's Battle of the St. Anne. Oh, of course. With one May Fisher guest. So... How dare you? How dare you forget that? It was really cool. It was three months ago now that we recorded that. It was. It's been a long time. Time flies when you're talking about things. We're probably only like five episodes away from having an entire day's worth of content. Yeah. Does that not scare you? Kinda. Like, we've we've almost spent an entire day sitting talking about shows. We've probably spent like two days already. If you think of the time we've spent that's been chopped down, you know, there's got to be a couple of days worth of time there. More Admon. In the next couple of days, I'll finally be getting the right thing for my mic. That's good. That's Okay, administration's done now, isn't it? Don't forget, you can message us via our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, with the world thread, and email, which are all linked in the show notes. The first episode we are watching this time is Almost Home Free. The gang have to find a way home, so they decide to go on the train to save time. Unfortunately, they fall asleep and end up waking up at the last stop of the line. The gang then go and grab some food and attempt to hitchhike back to where they need to be, and are picked up by totally Sora's cousin and not a creepy stranger who has just picked up some kids and who almost murders Izzy. As Izzy falls off a bridge, Tentamon digivolves to save him, becomes face to face with Gessomon, a giant squid Digimon. Gomamon also evolves and defeats Gessomon, and the gang sail off down the river towards their homes. Digimon, digital monsters, Digimon, what did you like about this episode? I really liked what looking at the Digimon lurking around the city because we've ha- we've got Gatomon's like some sort of ninja flying around jumping and looking at all the kids. We've got some sort of clown person with balloons doing tricks for kids and there's a guy with a metal face walking around as well oh there's also Gessamon, which we saw in the water for a little bit so you like myotismon's minions yeah it's cool to see them all doing stuff instead of it being implied that they're off doing things they almost have a few run-ins with the kids as well especially the one in the overcoat they do the whole two people walking across the street with a big painting thing that you see in old, like, black and white TV shows. Like, Laurel and Hardy type thing. I know what you mean, I know what you mean. They're, they're hiding each other with the giant painting. Unless somebody wanted to fall through it, then in which case it would be some glass or something like that. They decide they're going to take the subway home, and Mimi asks if subways have snack cars, and I kind of think that's a really funny joke, because I can I can le- legitimately believe that Mimi has never ridden the subway before. Yeah, that's, that's believable, with Mimi being Mimi. I feel like if she wanted to go somewhere distant, then she would have someone drive her there. She'd have a private limo. Something like that, yeah. Maybe not necessarily a private limo, but at least one of her family members would drive her somewhere. Do they actually start with going straight to the subway, though? Because I can't remember if there was anything before that. They say they've got to get home. So it is just straight on the subway? Almost. I think the first time you see them, they're stood outside the station. You first see Mayotismon's army doing their things, as there's a voiceover. And then they're at the station... 
then Mimi jokes about the snack cars, and then the Digimon are asking what things are. Like the kids, the kids explaining the human world to so the Digimon is really interesting. Like they don't understand the concept of tickets and trains and stuff because Ty's there getting a ticket out, and Coromon's like, oh, "What's that, Ty?" And it's like, "Oh, it's a ticket for the train." Yeah, Digimon still have no idea what's going on. And also, like, they're asking what trains are, and I'm like, I bet they can't wait till season four, which is the train-tastic season. And even things like the Tanoi, there's a guy talking to them, and Koromon and Sunamon are like, did you hear that? Oh, that's not just me, then. It wasn't just in my head. And then the train starts to appear, and obviously they've never seen a train before, so they jump out to try and fight what they assume is Motosmon's army. And then they don't get murdered by the train, they just get crushed against a wall. Lucky. Yeah, very lucky, because if, if they'd been ran over, they would have just been deleted and would never come back. Although they are bouncy. They are squishy blobs, so... Yeah, the in-trainings are all pretty bouncy blob things. So they get on the train, and then some child is abusing Yokomon by pulling on its hair stamen thing. And then instead of Sora just moving it away or stopping the child, she's just watching and watching and watching, then Yokomon freaks out and shouts. And I really do enjoy that moment of silence when everybody's just looking. And everyone's like, uh, what just happened? I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that was a good moment. So then Sora thinks quickly and pretends that she's a ventriloquist. And then for some reason, everybody's like, oh, that's a really cool toy. Oh, I want one of those. And then there's a kid who sounds exactly like Izzy in like a green shirt saying, oh, get me one of those. You need to get me one of those. Oh, I'll be really mad. I'm like, oh, a needy kid. So then they stop at a station and then Sora says that it's this toy is from the department store at the station they've stopped at. So everybody gets off the train to go and buy this weird plant blob thing. And this is the point where they all doze off. Yeah, the kids are the only ones left in the, the cart and they've said on several occasions to the Digimon that they have to be quiet and not talk because they have to pretend they're stuffed animals. And then it's really cute because they get to the stop and then Patamon tries to wake them up and then Palmon's like, no, they said we have to be quiet. And Patamon, because I, I imagine Patamon's mentally one of the youngest of the group. He's like, okay, I'll do the thing. I'll do what TK wants me to do. Patamon's just adorable. Patamon is amazing. Like, that's a bit later... I'll talk about it. We'll get into it in a minute. But so they all fall asleep on the train, which is something my partner does all the time. And I do in cars. So, yeah, they end up in is it Shinjuku they end up at? I think it is. And it's the last stop at the, on the line. So they have to get off and they've not got enough money to get the train back. But then they're also hungry. So they go to find someone with food and the gang just ditch Izzy and Joe, who are now eating food without them. And I was like, that's such a jerk move. If you two of your friends are missing and you've got all the food money you're gonna go okay let's just go and buy the biggest meals we can and just wait for them to turn up and then tell them they haven't got food Ugh, such a jerk move but then one of my favorite things in this episode and it hurt me a little bit but there's a shot of patamon and he's holding a single fry with both his hands and he's got these tiny little beans just holding onto a little fry and i'm like oh that's so adorable it looked like a straw to me i thought it was like a fry that he was holding it could be and if you imagine patamon nibbling on a fry with his tiny little hands, it destroys me. He's just so cute. He's basically a hamster with big ears. I don't know how to deal with him. His little little feet nubs are adorable. He is my favourite. I can see why. So after the food, the kids decide to hitchhike because they need to get back to the actual place they need to be. And it's kind of funny. You've got Izzy and Joe, I don't know, dancing a little bit, trying to get a taxi and they get a taxi and the guy's like, do you have any money? And it's like, no, just drives away. No, Ty was first. Ty tries to get a police person to stop claiming his cat is stuck in a tree and I need to get home. 
Can you please bring me and my six friends in the back of your single cop car? To be fair, he should be able to. Like, if you said to someone, look, it's me and my friends, we're 10 years old and we are half a city away from our family, we need to go back there. It should be their duty as a police officer to return you to them. I don't think the police would appreciate being used as a taxi service. It's less a taxi service, it's more these kids are away from their family. And they're by themselves. Being away from your family doesn't mean that you're in mortal danger. Okay, but also, if you were like half a city away from your family and you're 10 years old, I'm pretty sure you should be able to go to a police officer and say, look, I'm away from my family and I need to get back to them. Give me a lift. (laughs) Next time you're stuck half a city away, don't go to the police officer. Just hitchhike with your cousin. The girls hitchhike and they've made signs and they get picked up by someone who is apparently Sora's cousin, but is definitely not her cousin because he's really weird and controlling. Dwayne, I think he's called. Yeah, his name's Dwayne. He's the black sheep of the family. But then it's all like, oh, the only reason I'm picking you up is because you're friends with Sora. It's like, okay, but this is really creepy and weird. Why are you being mean to these little children? Just because Sora's your cousin, who is not your cousin. He's not a nice guy. No, he's not. He's, he's kind of really mean and almost tries to murder Izzy. Because they're driving over a bridge and then Koromon needs the toilet really badly. And then just goes on the seat and it's a little pink poop. Dwayne, in quotation marks, says, who did that? Ty's about to say it was him, but then Sora says it was her. And then Dwayne's like, oh, don't cover your, for your friends. I know it wasn't you. And then he gets angry at Joe. And then Izzy tries to pull Dwayne off Joe. And then he gets knocked back. And there's like a convenient barrier that's fallen off the bridge. So he falls through this plastic barrier thing and starts falling. So then tense one digivolves with the long digivolution sequence, even though uh, Izzy's falling down. But that's fine. Catches... Is he? Oh, no, I've missed a bit. I've missed a bit. Okay, this is kind of important as well. I think it's funny. When they're driving in the car and Dwayne's got the radio really loud, Mimi shouting is really funny because she starts a full quiet. She's like, oh, do you think you'd be able to turn that down maybe? And then at the end, she's just full on top of her lungs screaming, just turn it down. I think it's great. I thought it was really cute because she's all like, oh, maybe please just turn it down a little bit. And it's just like, as he's not listening, she's just getting more annoyed until she's just screaming at him to turn it down. Mimi only seems to be genuinely funny when she's screaming. Apparently. She's been kind of funny in this episode. She hasn't been as much herself, the bad version of herself. So then, yeah, Izzy's falling off and Tentamon grabs him. And then Gessamon appears. And then we get Gessamon's stat screen. And they've slowed down Tentamon's voice in this as well because it sounds really weird. And how do we get the stat screen when Izzy is in midair with his laptop on his back? Because plot happens. I guess we're not actually seeing the analyzer as the kids are. It's more for the audience. So then Gomamon digivolves because... Tentamon's holding Izzy and can't exactly digivolve again whilst he's holding someone. So then Gomamon digivolves into Kakumon and is fighting Gesamon and it's really cool. Like it blows up one of its tentacles, which I thought it was weird because it didn't like disintegrate or anything. It just got torn to shreds. And then there's loads of people watching saying, oh, maybe they're advertising something or maybe they're filming something. There's a guy grabbing a drink from a vending machine, <laughs> just looking at the fight. And then someone else on the bench is like, long day at the office, her. And the guy's like, yeah, this is Japan and this is what life is like in Japan. Then you don't see a Kakomon defeat Gesomon, but it sort of cuts to later on once he's been defeated. And the gang are all on Kakomon's back or on logs that he's dragging along with him. And they're going down the river and they say that the cat's out of the bag. They may as well just go down the river because they're not being able to hide anymore. So, And the episode ends and that is the episode. That's all the episode. I'm going to eat a biscuit now so you can talk. In the bit where Dwayne pulls up, it seems like every line they say implies that he's not her cousin, which I thought was quite... A fun little subtle nod to how he isn't originally her cousin. But of course you wouldn't get that unless you'd seen the sub or knew about it. But it amused me. 
And I also like that Kakuman turned up because we don't get to see him that often, really, in comparison to some of the other Digimon. He's not the most mobile being some sort of walrus thing. So him in the water is quite good. Yeah, I think this is only maybe the fifth or sixth time we've seen it. If you take away all the times he's evolved with the others for a big fight, there's the episode he's turned up in, fighting Ogamon in the water, and that's about it, I think. So this yeah, is probably like maybe the third, fourth time we've seen just a Kakumon fight. He's a good Digimon. But now there's all the things I didn't like. I think this was mentioned in the recap, when they were explaining why they went to the city, and apparently they just instinctively knew that my Otis mom was in the city, and that's why they went to Heightened View Terrace. Which is dumb. Didn't in Jenna's episode they find out that he's in Japan? Yeah, he's in Japan. Japan is an entire country, not a singular city. Oh, I, I think I remember seeing that them mentioning that he's in like height and view terrace or something i'd be very surprised if i've watched back an episode and jen i said my oldest one is hiding in height and view terrace you need to go back to the real world because <laughs> that's silly plus my oldest one wasn't in height and view terrace anyway it was just one minion and gatomon who just watched which is also kind of silly if she saw the entire battle and saw all the kids there She'd report back to my Otis Mon. But no, it's Demi Devimon does it this time. Says that uh, the kids are... That Garudamon was seen, so they're all there. Yeah, Demi Devimon at the start of the episode just sums up the last two episodes all over again. Because we still need to know what my Otis Mon's plan is and what he's doing. Because we don't know that yet. What is he doing, by the way? Sending everyone out with crests to try and find the eighth child. There's an eighth child? There's a ninth one as well. There is a ninth one, actually. Well, actually, if you think about, like, this and Zero Two, there's thousands and thousands of Digi Destined. Also, is this episode just them trying to get to Odaiba because that's where they all live? Yeah, basically. But that's not where they all live. Some of them don't live in Odaiba. <laughs> So most of them live there and that's where they're going there. I only just worked out that they were actually just heading home. I thought they were looking for the eighth child in Odaiba for no reason. I think there might have been a line suggesting they were heading straight back to Odaiba because they think the eighth child's there, which would be just dumb. That would be a whole lot of traveling two places for plot. Any more notes? Digivices still do everything. But with shorter ranges. Yes, shorter ranges because real world, apparently. It makes sense. Does it? No. Exactly. Digivices just do whatever you need them to do for plot reasons. Last two things. When the radio reports on in the car, it's just let all of them sitting around with as little animation as possible to make it really easy for the animators. And finally, when Izzy is saved by Tentamon, he says, Thanks, Tento. Oh yeah. It always just bugs me when they don't say Mon. <laughs> it's not the name. It might be his name. It's just a minor thing that irks me. Well, Sora calls Biomon Bio a, a few times. Yeah, and I mentioned that when they did that, because it annoys me. Patamon would be called Pata. Pata, 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 Pata. It sounds dumb, though. It sounds adorable. Myotis, Agu, Kawaga, Kabutari, Mega Kabutari. Etta. Vader. Demi Devi. Devi. We're just saying names without mons. Shell. Pal. It doesn't work. Keep mon on the names, please. Okay, what was your favourite thing? All the in-training Digimon, because they are little dumb things and the moment with yokomon was really good as well yeah I, I did like that moment it was it was kind of funny and the cute my favorite thing is actually patamon because of that one shot with it just eating the single fry with its tiny little hands they're tiny little grippy hands and they're so cute patamon's always adorable patamon is adorable and the moment where he's told to be quiet it's like oh oh yeah that's another thing just, I'll, I'll do what tk wants me to do i'll be quiet oh patamon bless oh What's he doing? His best. Overall thoughts? It was okay. It was literally them travelling around Japan, so... There's a certain type of film that my family calls a little bit of nothing, where it's just, eh, it's okay, but we're not going to remember it or ever really go back to it ever again. 
And I think that's kind of what this episode is like. It was just nothing. That does make sense. Like, it wasn't bad. It was kind of enjoyable to see them having these shenanigans. Yeah, it was okay, but there's just nothing too memorable about it. Or that makes it worth watching again. Even the fight felt a bit token. Well, the fights always seem a bit token. You didn't even see Gasomon get destroyed in this. I don't know if Gasomon was destroyed or if they just retreated or what. Yeah, it just wasn't explained. Like, you saw Ikakaron fighting it and then it just cuts to them. Well, it cuts to the crowd watching and then them sailing away, so... This episode, there's nothing else to talk about with it. They went on a journey. It went by. It happened. It's just the journey between two episodes. It was okay, though. I mean, it wasn't bad. I didn't get bored or hate it, but, you know, it's, like you said, I couldn't watch it again because it just doesn't do anything. It is just slice of life. Let's travel home. The second episode we're watching is Sparks Fly for Magnemite. Ash and Co. are in Grinchy City, a dingy place made up of mainly factories and power stations. Upon arrival, Pikachu gets a cold which makes its electric abilities go haywire, shocking anything it touches. At the Pokemon Center, Nurse Joy says they've got to wait it out when suddenly the power cuts out, putting the Pokemon in intensive care and serious risk. Ash and Co. head over there to the power station, where a lone Magnemite takes a liking to Pikachu and follows them around for a while, until the Grimer and their leader, Muck, attack. Fortunately, Magnemite returns with a ton of Magneton and assists Pikachu in clearing out the Sludge Pokemon, except for Muck, which Ash manages to capture. Turns out the Magnemite fancied Pikachu for its natural magnetism, which it had built up by being on charge too long, leading to an excess of electricity. Also, Team Rocket attempt to do things and continually fail on the sidelines throughout the episode. I thought this was a different episode with Magmite in it, and it is not. So I was a bit disappointed at the start. I thought it'd be a really cool episode. There's an episode with Magmite that I really enjoy, and it is not this episode because they're in Gringy City. Who named this city? What an ugly name! It sounds like a, an underground type of music. I love me some mad grunge music. You mean grunge? No, it's like light-hearted grunge. I'm not really a grunge fan. It's too heavy, so I like I like my grunge. Have you seen the film The Grinch? The Grinch. It's the one with Jim Carrey in it. Yeah, I, I saw it and I found it grunge-worthy. Oh my god. It's just a mixture between the word grime and dingy, which are both bad words. Why would you call it Gringy City? <laughs> also, what city has the word city in its name, really? Celadon City. Not in Pokemon. I mean, in real life. Well, no, I know, I know, I know what you mean, but I'm trying to think of one. Like a place that has city actually in its name. Like, you wouldn't say, I come from Chelsea City. You'd just say, I come from Chelsea, for example. Yeah, yeah but would you say, I come from Gringy? <laughs> I mean, Celadon, that works. Palette, Vermilion. These are all good city names, and then you get Gringy. You must be so unemployable. Just like, oh, I was raised in Gringy. Pikachu's ill, and it's adorable a little bit. Adorable a little. Just a little bit. It's kind of cute. Oh, by the way, the weird factory things that are everywhere, totally taken from Digimon. It's a similarity. Oh, yeah, and I suppose these factories also do nothing, because it's not explained. They just have steam, smoke, whatever it is coming out the top of them. So Ash picks up Pikachu and takes him to the Pokemon Center. And Ash has still got the, the pink gloves that his mum gave to him all those episodes ago. Because they're useful when you're working with electric mice. I thought it was cool. So they run to this weirdly shaped Pokemon Center. It's like a building with what appears to be a really misshapen crown on top or something. It looks very gringy. It's got that gringe aesthetic. And then we see Team Rocket, who are in a sewer. And are they are they swimming through poo? I guess so. That's disgusting. Why are they doing that? Why can't they go through the top of the building or the main doors or something? Why have they got to go through other people's feculence? That is a very good point. Why can't they just walk into the Pokemon Center? I mean, 
Nurse Joy does not care. She really does not care. This Nurse Joy is just really deflated. <laughs> At least it is when the kids show up. Just like she's so done with them. When the power cut happens and she's left alone with all the ill Pokemon, then she just seems like normal, caring Nurse Joy. But she just hates children. So the kids say they're going to go and, and they're going to go and turn the power back on and see what's wrong with the power station, which just so conveniently happens to be like really nearby. And then Pikachu, can we just talk about how cute Pikachu is in this episode? It wants to go with Ash because I, it doesn't want to be left by itself. And then Misty says Pikachu's afraid we'll leave and won't come back. And I'm like, actually, you know what? Pikachu's got every reason to believe that because there's already abandoned two of his Pokemon. No, that was a dumb thing. Like, what reason has Pikachu got for having a fear of abandonment? Because Ash has already abandoned two of his Pokemon. He's not, though. He said goodbye to them and set them free. He's not just wandered off and left them behind. It was more along the lines of Pikachu just really wanted to go and help because he didn't feel like feeling useless. I think it's probably more like Pikachu's sort of become attached to Ash and just wants to be around him all the time now. He's used to being on Ash's shoulder. So they go to the power plant and they're walking through it and for some reason it's really scary and creepy why Ash couldn't get Charmander out so they could use a fire to see. I don't understand. Because mild horror vibes are cool. They're all scared and then Pikachu's screaming in fear and instead of turning around to see what it is, Ash is just like, Pikachu, just be quiet. It's like, well, no, he's clearly screaming in fear of something. See what's wrong with him. This is like the second episode in a row where he's just ignored Pikachu. I have many problems with him ignoring Pikachu this episode and we'll talk about it when we get to it. So this episode is super tense, like with the music and everything, even though it's like they're just in a hallway. Because there could be something in the darkness. And we find out what that something is, which is Magnemite, which is a tiny little floaty thing. And they were like, what is this thing? What is it? And they're all just having a conversation. And this really bothers me in this episode. Magnemite's quite clearly attracted to Pikachu. And Pikachu is not happy with it. And he's really uncomfortable with it. And just wants to be left alone. And instead of Ash just picking up Pikachu and blocking Magnemite from getting near to him, it's been like, okay, just keep your distance, keep your distance, he's really not happy. Ash, Misty and Brock are just happy to let Pikachu try as hard as he can to try and get away from Magnemite. And they're just letting it happen. It's like, that's so awful. Like, Magnemite's clearly abusing Pikachu. I thought it was cute. Nah, Mike, Pikachu is in distress. He's not happy right now. He wants Magnemite to be away from it. But instead, Magnemite's just stalking Pikachu. And Ash at no point's like, okay, we, we should stop. Magnemite's not hurting him or anything. It's just sort of following him. And it's cute. Pikachu is mildly distressed and it's adorable. Pikachu is unwell and does not want Magnemite to be all up in his jam. But it's so cute! Doesn't matter if it's cute. If Pikachu's not happy, Pikachu's not happy. He's just mildly uncomfortable and it's adorable. That's awful. I cannot believe you've said these things. It is adorable. Pikachu is uncomfortable and is in a situation where he's not happy, but it looks so cute. It does! He's just being followed by this Magnemite that's just all lovey-dovey. The Magnemite's just following him, just like, oh, I like you, Pikachu. It's so cute. Okay, well, you can think it's cute. I think it's quite invasive and a bit... Like, Ash should have done something and stepped in and stopped Pikachu because he was he was making noises like he's not happy. He just wants to be left alone. It wasn't doing any actual harm. Yeah, but emotionally to Pikachu, Pikachu was, it was stressing him out. He just wanted to be, like, you know, up on Ash's shoulder, being told everything's okay. I care about Pikachu and its feelings. I don't care as long as Pikachu looks cute. That's the worst. Yeah, we forgot to mention earlier when Team Rocket are swimming in the sewers, they actually start suffocating when the power goes out. Oh yeah, because there's a there's a plug in the sewers for some reason, like a mains plug, and the the air pump is just so happily plugged into the wall because that's what you can do. The idea of drowning isn't pleasant. Well, they're not going to drown, they're going to suffocate. That's basically drowning. 
Except the water doesn't go into your lungs. We also have not mentioned whatever Meowth's floating UFO thing is. Yeah, I've no idea. It was the thing. Yeah. But Team Rocket did the motto to themselves. They did. That, that, a little bit of it. They did the first two lines before they went, Wait, why are we in sewers? It stinks. And then, after that, Grimer appear and Brock says, It's those things. But has Brock seen Grimer before? I don't think they've seen Grimer before. The impression I got was that the entire city's power is generated from that one turbine. But maybe there's, like, more turbines powering different parts of the city or something just so happens that this one is for the pokemon center or it was just one of many turbines it's the only one we saw so they run away from grimer and then they basically end up they end up bumping into the people who run the power plant and they end up running back to the control room and closing the door unfortunately they're overwhelmed by the grimer and they fall back and then ash complains that they can't do anything because pikachu is sick and he literally has more pokemon and he keeps saying, like, Pikachu's their only hope. It's like, well, no, you've got plenty more Pokemon who can help. Literally four more Pokemon. It was just Ash being dumb. Oh, no, I can't do anything because Pikachu's sick. It's like, no, no, you've got more Pokemon. You had, like, one of the best Pokemon you had. You got rid of it last time. You've got four other Pokemon who can all help. Misty has water Pokemon. They'll be really useful against Grimer because water and sludge. Brock has lots of Pokemon who could be useful. But no, they can't do anything. Pikachu is their only hope. And Pikachu can't fight them very well so it ends up having a case of deus ex magnemite because out of nowhere magnemite appears with lots and lots of magnemite and magneton and all the magnemite and the magneton and pikachu all electrocute everything yeah they all did retreat apart from an adult muck and its child apparently is what they said and i'm like well no a child muck is grimer did they say that brock says that it's an adult muck and its child I'm like, okay but there's, there's there's one muck there there is just one muck muck is the last one there Maybe its child is Pikachu. Or maybe it's Ash, because Ash, Ash is also slimy garbage. Aww. Because he caught a muck this soon after getting rid of Primeape. And it's like, the turnover for his Pokemon has been quite quite quick. But he catches muck. He does. He does. He gets muck. And sends it straight to Professor Oak, because it stinks, even through the Pokeball. I remember this muck. It's basically there so that they can always end Professor Oak's phone calls with him being attacked by the muck. That's basically muck's point. He's there for a joke. Mm-hmm. Yay! So after that, they're outside of the, the, the power plant. And then between the two people working there and Brock and Misty, they explain four times to Ash how Pikachu is better because of the discharging the electricity thing. Each one of them says in their own way how Pikachu has discharged his extra electricity so now he feels better. And I like how they have to explain it to Ash because he clearly just doesn't have time for Pikachu and he hasn't even noticed that Pikachu feels better because he is garbage. They just explain why Magnemite loved Pikachu temporarily with the power of science. Science explains it all. So they save the day and turn the power back on. And also Pikachu is now chasing around Magnemite so the roles are reversed and it's even more adorable. I didn't notice that. Pikachu follows around Magnemite that's just ignoring Pikachu now because he's not charged with electricity. Okay, that, that's kind of cute then. It's really cute because Pikachu's so confused. Okay, but also Ash didn't even know Pikachu felt better because he doesn't care for Pikachu now. And then they leave Grungy City. No, 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 no. What else happens? Well, the kids have turned the power back on and that inspires them to just tell everybody in the city, stop polluting and clean up your town. And everyone's like, yeah, we'll do this from now on. We're going to clean up the waters and the sky and everything. Because these three kids suddenly turned up and were doing a thing. Now they're going to change the entire city and how it works. Yeah, it's great. It's just like, if you solve all of your environmental problems, this would be a nice place. See? Problem solved. Using the power of friendship. The power of friendship. And then Athens Muck to Oak. 
Oh, and, and Team Rocket come out of the water in a Gyarados submarine with a giant magnet, I think. Yeah, they learn that Pikachu's magnetized, so they have a magnet and they're going to try and st- steal Pikachu, but instead they just magnetize loads of Magnemite. All the Magnemite and the Magneton, because Pikachu's not magnetized anymore. And then they all die under the water. This is why Team Rocket's just on the sidelines. All of their schemes just fail. What was your favourite thing? My favourite thing was Pikachu, because it was the most adorable thing. Pikachu's my favourite game because it wasn't well and still wanted to spend time with its abuser. Do <laughs> you think Pikachu has Stockholm Syndrome? Probably. Okay, I feel like it's a dub thing that he's like this. Oh, an idiot. Yes. So, like, it doesn't bother me as much as I make out, but it does bother me that there are times when Pikachu needs his attention or his care and Ash doesn't do that. He just stands there with a smile on his face. Ignorance is bliss. In his happy little world. He's just thinking in his head like, yeah. I'm the best. I am a Pokemon master. I can honestly imagine him just all the time thinking to himself, just complimenting himself. I cut garbage. I'm the best. Muck's another one of my partner's favourites as well. I don't know why, but I don't know. There's Gloom, Porygon, Magnemite, Grimer slash Muck. I can't wait to see ground types. I like ground types and we've only had Sandshrew, really. That's next episode. I know. I'm excited for next episode. I love next episode. Anyway, we both love Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu's great because it's... It's unwell, but still wants to do its best. Because it's so small. Overall thoughts? It's fine. Yeah, same here. Like, it, it wasn't the best. It was just, it happened. Yeah, it, it's, it's been and gone. This episode was kind of gringy, if I'm honest. I still don't get how they could call it Gringy City. Also, the episode's titled, like, Sparks Fly for Magnemite, but Magnemite's in so little of this episode. It's because Magnemite's in love, so sparks are flying. But also, like, it's not really the focus of this episode. If anything, it's the Grimer and Muck. And the environmental message. Yeah, this episode is okay. Yeah, he caught a muck, which is a thing. And will continue to be a thing, because he's gone back to the safe space that is Professor Oak's lab, where Ash cannot give him away. (laughs) If you get to the lab, then you're safe. If you're in his team and you're not a starter, then there is a chance that you may one day just disappear and be forgotten about. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. So, let's start with our Monsters of the Week. Yeah, my favourite is going to be Magnemite, because of the things it does with its eye. Like, when it's in love, it glows and stuff, and when it's happy, it does other things. It's kind of cute. Magnemite's cute. Okay, my Monster of the Week is Pikachu, because it's more cute, and I like seeing it being distressed, because that's just adorable. No, it's not. Stop saying that. It is. It's such a cute little mouse. Cute little mouse being chased around. It's so adorable. Pikachu wasn't happy and you find that cute. You're as bad as Ash. It's cute. I hope you end up in Grinchy City. Pikachu is adorable mouse. Pokemon. Yeah, Pikachu is cute. Which episode do you think had the best storyline? Pokemon? Yeah, I, I agree. It had a very clear beginning, middle and end. Digimon's was just all middle of the arc. Just moving on, travelling between places, and nothing really got accomplished. It's the middle bit, but it didn't do anything. You could probably cut this episode out and and nothing would change. Probably. So it's probably like our first episode of actual filler. Yeah, if you like the slice of life sort of vibe it has, then you'd probably still like it, but... I do, I do, but like, like I said, I feel like nothing is advanced in this really, apart from them getting home. Yeah, looking back on it, even though I did enjoy watching it a little bit, it wasn't the most jam-packed with content episode. Any similarities? If I can think of anything. Okay, I'll, I'll start with mine. Um, My theme is tiny monsters getting abused and their humans not caring. Because both Pikachu and Yokomon were both distressed because of things happening to them, and then like Sora and Ash just didn't really care for it. 
but it was cuter with Pikachu. You say it's cute, but I still think I should have done something. It was so adorable! No! I've spent like half of this episode just saying the words cute and adorable, describing Pikachu, because that's all my brain can focus on right now. And when it's sick, its ears are droopy, and that's really cute. Okay, it was uh, Pikachu is kind of cute when he's sick. And it has red cheeks! It has red cheeks anyway. Yeah, but it has like red cheek marks above its cheeks. Because it's, it's sick. I know, but it's so cute. It's in a constant state of discomfort, but it's adorable. It is. I can only watch this episode again and again if I want to really see him be adorable all the time. That's not, that's so awful. I just want to watch the episode where he's sick again and again and again, because I think that's when he's cutest. You're some kind of monster, you know. But I am not the monster of the week. No, you're not. It was Pikachu because he was sick. And that just added to his cuteness. Just keep him sick the entire time. He'll be cute the entire time. He was only sick because he was too powerful. It makes sense, though. His body's constantly generating electricity. It's a bit like if you eat too much food. Anyway, I can't think of any similarities, really. Gloves. Gloves. People wore gloves. There weren't any slime monsters in the in Digimon, so... Unless you count Dwayne. There's very little in common. Mal got accomplished in Pokemon, at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least he had something plot-relevant happen, which was he got, he got muck. And immediately got rid of muck. He has the space in his party for muck, but he was like, no... No, I don't want this. Which episode did you enjoy the most? Pokemon. Digimon's was just too much nothing to be worthy of a point. I want to say I enjoyed Digimon more because I thought Pokemon's was a bit meh, but I think Pokemon deserves the point more because Digimon was... It was boring, but I like Slice of Life stuff, so I want to take out my bias, which is that like I prefer Digimon because of the, the, the going around Japan and stuff. So yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon will get the point, but I, I enjoyed Digimon more because of Japan. Yeah, just looking back on the Digimon episode and thinking about what they actually did. They accomplish almost nothing. No, they just basically hang out. That is the episode. The whole episode is just Japan's train system. And then how not having money means you can't travel places. Yeah, Digimon's was just train, restaurant, car, token fight, the end. At least Pokemon had mystery and stuff and a bit of suspense with the Magnemite. So the score currently stands at 16.14 to Pokemon. Join us again next time when we'll be watching episode 31. Dig those diglet and the H the device. What voice was that supposed to be? The Smash Bros announcer, Shulk and Pikachu. That's actually quite impressive. You can listen to more of us on SoundCloud, iTunes or Stitcher, where we like getting reviews and comments. For some reason, I was more excited about the word Stitcher than SoundCloud or iTunes. Maybe Stitcher's better. I don't know. (laughs) Why don't you go have a look? Maybe you'll like it. And you can message us via our Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, with the wall thread and email, which are all linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Butterfree. Primate. Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where... <laughs> Sorry. My name's Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having a breakdown. Cut music number one. It's time for some admon. Do some admon. Waiting for the admon to load. <laughs>
just we can't going. do that for the entire episode. I can. I can if I try really hard and believe in myself. Right there, I've dropped Botamon and he's gone into the desk and then to get him back. And now I'm recreating that scene from Digimon where they're blowing the bubbles at it. Oh, <laughs> It's at the back looking at me. I can't whistle that high. I'm back. We could do some news. I've got some news. Like, we've got uh, Try Chapter 3 is out in, what, three no. days? I don't want to do news. Not proper news. Okay, well, in that case, um, have you seen the new Atmon stuff? That's still proper news. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Go Plus has came out. The news! Yeah, but I'm using it. I've used it. I had, okay, fine. I've got a, twi- uh, a tweet that says, uh, if you if you really want to make sure that it's all like proper admin stuff. But you've not you've not been you've not been tweeted. We've not we've not. Okay, I no. I right. can't. Okay. I can't handle it, Sam. I personally <laughs> I like wrote news. a tweet that's. I personally tweeted. Everyone's watching the Digimon Adventure Tri-Dub at cinemas, and I'm just sat here playing with my Pokemon Go Plus like a loser. Then the Moncast liked that tweet. But you are the Moncast. <laughs> So did Jable Games and Lowly Distance. I'm like, yeah. You cheater. No, I think you'll find out it was the Moncast (laughs) who liked it. I should have never given you access. You should never have given me access. Cut music number two. (laughs) Speedrun it. The first episode we watched this time is episode three. Sam, Digiplot, do it. What did you like about this episode? What did you like about this episode? Favorite thing? Overall thoughts? Cut music number three. The second episode we watched. (laughs) Drink some fruit juice. When you've calmed down and are ready to do a podcast... You know. <laughs> I'm just going to drink some fruit juice now. Okay, I'll slow down. The first ep is so d- we are watching this time is almost home free. I honestly thought we could have an adult conversation and discuss two of our favourite shows seriously and critically and look at this, look what you've presented to me. I've come here to have a good time and I honestly feel so attacked right now. <laughs> you forget that I am a young adult. Emphasis I don't forget. On young. It's clearly obvious. <laughs> I am a child, Sam. You have you have to appreciate that. I don't have to appreciate that. You're not a child. You're at university. Yeah, you're lucky I'm sober right now. <laughs> Oh, Yvay. Can we just get on with this episode, please? <laughs> okay, fine. Sail away, sail away, sail away. We shall not have Enya sail on this away, podcast. Sail away, sail away. Second warning, we shall not be having Enya on this podcast. I don't know what Enya is. I only know that song. S- sail away is Enya. I've never heard of Enya. You don't know what an Enya is? I know what an Enyaism is. Nah, you should Google Enya if you ever want. A, just like an hour to pass of your life and you have no idea what happened just just listen to some Enya <laughs> sail away sail away sail away <laughs> if you're ever like constipated and you need a swift bowel movement just put some Enya on <laughs> <laughs> what if you're ever like hung over and dying and you just need the sweet embrace of death just pop some <laughs> Enya on what you're saying such negative things about Enya in such a positive way <laughs> It's just Enya, just... Enya will end you. If you ever feel the crippling scale of the universe crushing around you, just pop some Enya on and just, just lie on your bed and just relax. Okay. If you've ever just witnessed a murder and you need to calm down, just pop some Enya on. Okay. <laughs>